You're listening to the Con Artist Podcast. The art of confidence through the creative mind with Allison Robertson and Blake McIver. Hi, everybody. Hi, Allison. Hello. Hello. Wow, we. How are you? You know, I'm good. I'm great. I'm things are doing well. You know, here, here we are. We're alive. We're here. 2021 has had, you know, it's 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 come in with a bang. Wouldn't you like to say that? Right. I mean, very it's that. It's shocking. How are you? I know. Handling? I find it. I find it amusing that our new podcasts come out on Wednesdays. When every Wednesday in 2021 so far, something crazy has happened. <laughs> you know, let's talk about that for a minute because I should really we pick a different that. release day? <laughs> I think maybe we might want to change our release day if you know audience pay attention oh. because I feel like every Wednesday there is something. And I feel like, you know, on our group text, we're like, is it appropriate for us to push our episode? They're, you know, right. overtaking the Capitol. Um, is it appropriate there? You know, it's just nuts. Uh, crazy time. You know, so it's, but. Oh, well. But it's but all we, a learning lesson. Right. And we, we soldier on in spite of it all. Truth. So today's episode, we are calling The Con Artist's Guide to COVID-itis. And no, that is not a new strand. Don't panic. <laughs> it's, no, not it's, an not. Inf- it's not an infectious strand of the virus, no. thank, God. thank God. It's just like, it's just like, you know, when you were a senior in high school and you got that senioritis where suddenly just nothing really mattered those last few months. Well, that's what people are experiencing right now as the pandemic sort of kind of maybe looks like there's sort of kind of maybe a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel but everybody needs to calm the bleep down and treat your COVIDitis. yes and deal with it and reframe it and realign it because we have so many people think that 2021 the inauguration mm-hmm. uh, you know the turning over of power that they thought it was going to be sort of like a light switch or a magic wand. Or a magic wand, thank you. Or or now that people are getting vaccinated, thank God, that it meant that the world was going to just poof, open. And that is a very misguided and- Short-sighted, I think. And disservice that you're doing to yourself because A, you either feel like you're behind because you aren't Mm. prepared to be open or in the world, or B, you're being reckless and dangerous and pushing things and putting people at risk when maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And, mm-hmm. and see, it's that nothing has really changed. It's just, we're starting to make progress and things are starting to open up. Things are starting to change. It's my analogy of a cruise ship. When you turn a cruise ship, you don't just turn it on a dime. Everyone and everything would fly off of it because it's so massive. Right. A cruise ship turns just a little bit of time until it turns around. That's us, guys. <laughs> We're turning very slowly towards the light, very slowly towards hope, very slowly towards opening. But I don't think everyone has that mindset. No, not at all. Which takes us to our first point in this. Because we're yes. going to we're going to talk about a bunch of different things in, in all yes. of this and how we unpack these things as creatives, as artists, as human beings with varying levels of confidence and lack thereof. The first problem is what you just hit on, right? Jumping the gun. 
I feel like so many people are jumping the gun, especially right here where we live in Los Angeles, California, which is, uh, spoiler alert, the epicenter currently of the coronavirus in the United States, the highest yeah. cases in the country. And we reopened restaurants, well, patio dining, but still it's bonkers. It it is bonkers because then it gives people a false sense of what's going on. It also makes them question their own intelligence, their own moral values, their own ethics. You start to say like, well, wait a minute, I'm not leaving the house. I'm still having groceries delivered. I'm, I'm still in shelter and stay. And I still see the thing that says COVID cases are very, very high, right. but I could go outside and dine your mind doesn't really know how to navigate that. It doesn't really know how to resolve that. That's what I think. And it's also wreaking havoc on creatives because none of our venues are open. We can't do any of our commerce, but right. there's this false sense of things trying to return to whatever normal used to be. Yes. And it's, I think it's making everybody feel very out of sorts. At least those that are still being really careful. Now, if you, if you all are out without a mask and doing God knows what, I don't have any sympathy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this we're not talking to that group, but we're talking to the no. people who, who are. You you said it perfectly when we were talking about expectations versus perspective. Yeah. Right. And listen, we all want to be back in the theater. We all want to be doing shows. We all want to be live and in person. We all want to be going out to dinner. We all just want to hug each other, right? We, we all want that. But what is the real perspective that's going on? And well, I how think do we, we need to take away the great expectations and just be satisfied with meh expectations right now. Or, or, or that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I don't know how far that light is away, but right. at least we are seeing a light right now. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's six days, six weeks, six months away. I, and if anybody has that answer, please tell me because I haven't <laughs> read it, seen it, tea leaved it. I, I don't, I don't have it, but you <laughs> not the tea leaves, <laughs> not the, well, you know, it is the con artist. You never know in this, in this group. <laughs> but you had, had said something to me when we were prepping the show about that this is a time to really talk about active self-care Yes. during this time because of having COVID-itis, mm -hmm. you, you might've lost sight of taking care of yourself properly because you think, okay, it's over. I'm rushing to the end. I don't need to worry about it anymore. But right. I yeah, think this, this is, is not senior can... ditch day. <laughs> no, I think this is the time that we need to, and you said it maybe active self-care was a little more than just the bubble baths or the bread making or all the things we started off in the beginning of this. Right. We've done a lot of different things to cope, right? And and mm -hmm. no judgment. However, you've decided to get yourself through this power to you. Yep. Amen. You know, yep. if, if it, again, like you said, if it was the redecorating, if it was the bread making, if it was painting, if it was project, whatever it was, great. But I think as we get towards, like I said, the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, we do have to be careful that we are taking care of ourselves in an active way. And so that's what I mean by like, not the bubble bath. It doesn't mean don't take a bubble bath. Absolutely, if it makes you feel good, take a bubble bath. Love that for you. But really being actively engaged in how you're doing physically and mentally, because we all need to do that. Like we, we don't know what this is going to look like on the other end, because literally 
the world has never been through something like this in our in our current state of technology which has changed everything so we really don't have any roadmap for this so we need to be as mindfully emotionally muscled up as we possibly can so and that looks very, like a oh sorry like i just wanted to add and very cognizant of the different elements of your world that you have had such complete control of what we were yes. talking about personally professionally creatively right you've been in a we've all been in a bubble and now yeah. we're we need to prepare ourselves to leave the bubble right and what's that but we can't like? just pop the bubble and jump out <laughs> no everybody i wish we could that would be lovely, but I think there's going to be, you had said also too, when we were prepping the show about it being a little bit of trauma inducing. Definitely. I think people have a lot of anxiety right now. Oof. I also have noticed that just in expressing people's emotions on online and on social media, everything seems so weighty, so heavy, so mm. aggressive, so angry. I think people are so pent up. People have been so locked up that we're gonna have to be really careful that we don't just re-enter the streets in like 12 fist fights a day. <laughs> Cause I'm, it's like, it's a genuine concern that I have because people seem so angry, so ready to just punch someone virtually right now, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know what's gonna, and I think a couple things. One is I think people have been living with so much anxiety that they have, that it's become a normal part of their lives now. Where before when you would have anxiety and had the quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, normal lives, running here, running there, very busy schedules, very full schedules, very reflective schedules, that when anxiety entered your world, it really messed with it. So you had to deal with it because you were unable to keep up with that pace. Well, Absolutely. now we are in our little abodes and our anxiety <laughs> is so high for most of it, us. It's with us every day. That we are learning to cope and work with this anxiety. So it's affecting our physical health, it's affecting your mental health, it's affecting your emotional health. And I, I think that's one of the things that you need to start to realize is that we still have to calm that anxiety. You still have to actively look into how you're going to care for yourself so that you can go out into the world because we're going to have some new anxieties that we weren't accustomed to. We'll get to that in a little bit, but let's, let's, okay. So let's go through this. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to pretend like I'm the client. You're the coach. Okay. I love this. <laughs> is game. that okay? Role play. Yes. Is, I that love role play. is that all right? Yes. Since we don't have a guest. Yes. <laughs> yes. You. Je, je suis my own guest. Yes. Okay. So what would you suggest? are some things that I could do personally, because like, hello, I have all of the anxiety. What are things, simple things that I could do personally to be prepared and be present in these waning, let's say the waning months, however long it lasts, of this quarantine, this lockdown, this, this new reality? Yes. Well, the first thing is, and I know we've heard this a lot throughout the quarantine, is that it's okay to feel how you feel, right? And so that's the first right. thing is really, and then not judging it, stop judging yourself. So what you feel this way. So acknowledge that I feel this way and that's okay. The second thing is, is that when you're dealing with this kind of anxiety, the best thing to do is really separate right out facts versus feelings. Aha. Right. 
what are the difference, right? Because a lot of things we have feelings about that aren't necessarily true. We don't right. have anything to weigh in on it. So we start looking at the facts. What are the facts in my world, right? And you can say, I don't like my situation, but usually when you get down to facts, when you're dealing with anxiety, anxiety has a tough one with facts, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because anxiety preys on all of the what ifs and the unknowns and the but maybes. Yes. And, and, the, and the third thing about dealing with the anxiety is, you know, accept that you don't know everything and that's okay. And know when you need to seek help, when you need to seek a friend, a therapist, a group situation, because don't forget, we haven't had any reflection. We haven't right. had any feedback. And that's, I think, what is causing a majority of people's anxiety is that they've lost that reflection of themselves, their world, yeah, even time. just the, the, the socialization of it. Right. All yeah. of our mirrors are gone. All of our real world mirrors. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. All right. So then the next piece of that, because I love all of that, mm -hmm. um, the next thing we have to talk about and think about is how do we get prepared professionally? How do we stay present professionally in this limbo? So many people are out of work. So many people aren't making any money. Mm -hmm. um, but yet we all still kind of have to be prepared to use our skills and our talents and our gifts to get ready to start over in a lot of cases which then drums up a whole nother set of anxieties. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I agree with you 100%. So, so personally, you know, it's sort of just looking at your world and reevaluating what are the real facts. And, and I have to add two more things before we move on to the professional. And you take yeah, anything absolutely. I'm saying in the personal and you bring it over into the professional. Remember to keep gratitude because, mm. because it's super important during this time and to be yes. re to be responding to the things in your world as opposed to reacting to them because Ooh. reaction is a, you know, the best friend to anxiety. <laughs> you know, it, we love to react to things, the news. We love to react to situations. We love to react to what people are doing instead of just taking a deep breath and saying like, do I need to respond to this? Is it in, does it even deal? Does it even have anything to do with me? Right. So with those couple things in place, and then you go over into the professional world, and I'm speaking to creatives right now who really probably haven't had the opportunity or have had minimal opportunity to express themselves. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want you to do is to open your arms and free fall into, oh, thank God the light is coming. I don't need to do anything else to take care of my craft right now. Right. Nope, nope, nope. Because we don't have a time frame on how long this is happening. So professionally, please still keep saving your money. Please still keep penny pinching. The arts is always the last to be drummed back up, right? Unfortunately, yes, you're Unfortunately. right. So let's not try to reinvent that wheel. So let's be realistic no. about the facts on that. But let's also know how do we take care of ourselves creatively. Keep writing the songs. Right. Keep connecting with people. Keep, keep staying in class if that's what you want to do. Whatever fills you creatively. It's so important to remember. I mean, I know for me personally, I've tried to, I've pretty much kept to it with the exception of a few days. But mm -hmm. since, you know, last March, I've just, I've warmed up my singing voice every day. Now I don't have singing gigs that I are coming in that I haven't made for myself, mm -hmm. but just the act of practice 
you know, the, the intentional act of practice. And I think that can be applied to anyone's craft or skill set is so important and powerful being ready, being ready for whatever preparedness, right? Also professionally, if you know, if you have a job or you don't have a job at this time and you're thinking to yourself, okay, the company or the restaurant or the what, whatever it was that you mm-hmm. were um, employed at no longer exists, or maybe this 10, 11 month hiatus has made you reevaluate where you want to go, how you want to <laughs> spend your time. Yes. Right. Let's not see this as a bad thing. Let, let's go back to everything happens for us, not to us. Right. And I think that we've now had a time and I, and I'm not saying this to people who are struggling with money. I don't want you to hear that. I'm like, Oh, this, it's this wonderful, <laughs> you know, utopian world has happened, <laughs> yeah. right? No, yeah. but I'm saying that maybe can you look at now, what do I get to do to make money as opposed to what do I have to do to make money? What can I learn to live without? What do I need in my world? Like I, I, Again, it's coming from that grateful background, even in a professional situation. And I would start making those lists and start talking to people about what do people count on you for? What are your crazy mad skills? Because the world is shifting. The thought leaders, the thinkers, the philosophers, they are going to be needed as we move forward. Maybe not September. But as we move forward, the talents you have are going to be more acceptable and more open. That's just my belief. And maybe that's a little Pollyanna, but I do believe that. I don't think so. And it's also, I mean, remember what our astrological coach said a oh, few, right. just a few short weeks ago about that very thing, you know, that the, the new currency is going to be idea currency. And, you know, talk about a, a dramatic shift. I mean, we're watching this crazy thing happening in the stock market right now. Oh. And, you know, that is a byproduct of greed and consume, you know, the most extreme version of consumer culture, you know, so what if, what if the currency looks different? Yes. What if all of a sudden the values that are innately yours became monetizable? Could you imagine? I mean, it would be brilliant. So just start thinking like that. Like, just start thinking like it's going to change. Uh, What I encourage people, especially professionally, is stop thinking, well, when it opens up, I'm going to go right back how it used to be, how it used to be. Right, right. The picture that screws us up the most is the picture of how it used to be. Mm -hmm. So now's the time to start creating the picture of what you want because you have the time. Well, it's kind of... You know, forgive me for being a little bit cliche and eye rolly, but it is sort of this thing that Biden ran on, right? This build back better. We can't just build it back, right? Because there were so many things that were wrong. So we have to intentionally build back better ourselves. You know, we can use that. And I know that is kind of cheesy, but it's really applicable if you think about it. Yeah, no, it's a it's a brilliant way to look at it. I love this. I love this. So this is fun. What else? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. Now, I want to transition into a little bit of what this re-entry anxiety mm-hmm. is happening for people. And, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to dive board off of it from my own situation. So the pandemic, the lockdowns, plural, have, you know, have forced all of us artists and creative people to sort of make do virtually, right? And so like, 
now we've been monetizing things differently for almost a year and our reach and our reach revenue is different now for some people it's worse some people it's better some people have just kind of like myself have just kind of been scraping by mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but now as pockets of the country start to reopen which i know that's going to continue Yes. Um, but the cities are still going to be the most compromised, right? Which is where the art centers are. So we now have this new anxiety of, okay, so we changed our world in overnight, what felt like overnight. And now is that going to be sustainable in a new post-COVID world? Sometimes yes, sometimes not. But oh my gosh, what a pit of anxiety that can be. <laughs> yes. Yes, because, okay, so, you know, like you said, it's the, the re-entry anxiety, the re-entry, mm -hmm. like, uh, how am I going to talk to people? Because are you used to being in crowds? Will right. you go back to an office? Will you go back into a theater? You know, we say we want all these things, but then when you really think about doing it, how are you going to feel doing it? How are you going to feel having students in your home again? How am I going to feel having clients right. in my office? You know, things have changed. Some things we might stay the same because it just works better and it's more efficient. And mm -hmm. some things we really, as human beings, are go we need to know that we have been <laughs> profoundly affected. Yeah. Right? And the reach and the revenue, I mean, you're right. Some people have found a way around this and they've gotten more reach and more revenue. And some of us have gotten more reach but because of what we do and because of the state of the economy, the revenue isn't there because it's a luxury. Right. At this time, at this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a time that, to bring up something that whether you're a creative, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in a business or you're just someone who's not sure where they're going next or you're a parent that's home with their kids, the imposter syndrome is going to come up for you during this time. 100%. And we talk about it on this show almost every week, right? It's part of our thing. But I have found some antidotes for the imposter syndrome as we re-enter into this, what are we going to call this? I was going to say post-COVID world, but that's not it. <laughs> I know. We're, we're going to be, it's like saying post-chicken pox. There is no post. Right, like, we, right. It's, you know, right. this new way of being, new right? New way forward. New yes. way forward. So how do you deal with that imposter syndrome that's going to come up? Because we are really going to question whether we're still good at what we do. Right. Are we valid? Am I faking it? Is it useful? <laughs> Am I needed? I mean, oh, there's going to be so many. Am I out of practice? Do I need more education? All these things are going to come up. So one of the, mm -hmm. one of the first things is no perfectionism Aha. as you're re-entering, which you and I know nothing about. Huh. <laughs> right. Sure. Because like, like it says, the perfection is a catch-22, right? On one hand, we want to ensure that we have like quality content and we, want, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that our products are good, but it also can keep us from ever letting anything get released. That is so key. And Remembering I think, that. Striving for quality. Yes. Striving for quality. But not letting it cripple you to the point of not letting it out. Right. Strive for quality, not perfection. Perfection. Different. Right. Mm. Second one is visual success. The example was that not everyone is lucky. Even the people that find success through a viral post or a generous investor do not earn that success unless they keep working at it, which is exactly your 
case in point of that you're warming up every day. Being prepared. Right. And I struggle. I I genuinely, and I, I think some other people do too, struggle with this visualization concept, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the past, it's been framed for us or presented to us like the secret, you know, think it, think it, manifest it, do it, yeah. be it, you know, it's all very woo-woo, airy-fairy, and then it'll just happen. And it's like, no, it doesn't just happen for everyone. <laughs> some no. of the most talented, some of the most brilliant minds, some of the like, are, you know, have, have, what we would call quote failed in in many aspects and areas and things so i like this because this is again it's about that preparedness it's about being ready so that if that magic you know spark happens great you're going to be prepared for it and it will be then sustainable and i think that's so that's i think that's what sometimes people forget or people leave out when they get into the like manifestation conversations well they're forgetting that it's you know preparedness and hard work and luck meet one another, that's success. Right. Right. So, and just because you're sitting in your home or you're not dealing with your normal reflections, you still have to equally strive for both of those things. Right. Yes, we're all about right. luck. Yes, we're all about opportunity, but you still have to do your work and be prepared. And the, the okay. third one that comes down is keep learning. Right. This is the best yes. way. This is the best way to overcome the imposter syndrome. If you're improving to be on your expertise of your industry, your feet will, you'll just, you'll just feel more worthy of your status. So if you know you have to go back into the workforce or you have to go back into the office, or you're going back into being a teacher and you haven't, I mean, most of our teachers have been zooming like crazy. They probably learned more. Than <laughs> right. They've been busy. <laughs> but you know, maybe if you do open a book, Take a quick class. Just get your footing back into expert and feeling successful. And speaking of like things that we can be grateful for, moments of gratitude in these difficult anxiety conversations. I mean, we're that we're going through this in a moment where we do have everything at our fingertips, right? If you want to learn a skill, there's a YouTube video for that. <laughs> you know, we have yeah. the time and we have the resource to really do it. Now it is easier than done. You have to have the discipline and the dedication to do that but we yes. have so much more at our fingertips now than we ever have before it is exhausting but it's also empowering no i agree with you and the the last two things that go into this these antidotes to the imposter syndrome coming up and us re our re-entry anxiety as we come out open into the world is really look at the people that you used to think are your competition or your competitors mm. or the ones that maybe make you feel lack but look at them as that they are the successful people that are standing next to you and try to find what they have in common with you and sort of make a list of those people because truly it's sort of like birds of a feather flock together and, 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 uh -huh. you know, uh, all, all boats rise with the tide, you know, start <laughs> yes. looking at it, start looking at it as so that you can see like, okay, maybe that person has something a little more than I have that doesn't make you lack. It just means that person has a little more fruit on their tree than you do. So see what you can emulate, see what you can steal, copy. You know, the greatest form of flattery is, you know, impersonation. So this is a time to do that. Not look at everybody as competition, but how can you learn from the successful people around you? Well, and it kind of goes back to that that old adage of, you know, you, you only get better by putting more talented, smarter people around you. You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, go to a different room. In the wrong room, right. And then the final antidote to this is 
you must get out of your comfort zone, which brings us full circle to what we were talking about, because we are all, as much as we might say we hate being in our homes or hate the situation we're in or dislike it or uncomfortable, we are so comfortable here. We are comfortable in our comfort zones. And, you know, you don't know what you're capable of until you leave that comfort zone. So when we do get out of this and we do open up, start thinking of all the possibilities of what's out there for you to have. Because once we leave our comfort zone, you don't know what's going to happen. That's where the magic starts to go for you. Right. And hopefully we're prepared and we've been putting the work in to be ready. Well, but if you, but if you think of these five things that we just talked about, and then you start thinking, well, what do I have to do to get prepared? What's facts versus feelings, mm-hmm. you know, not comparing and complaining against people. What am I, what is my superpowers? You know, you start going back to all these little things, all of a sudden the visualization doesn't seem so crazy. No, right? you're actually well, in the visualization, you're exactly. And that's what I love about that thought is that the visualization becomes tangible, right? It, it's almost a ritualistic form of intention. Yes. Yeah. A much and that's that a is actually very tangible. That's not woo woo at all. Yes. So we all are probably talking about, oh, I can't wait to travel or I can't wait to do a show. <laughs> or I, I can't wait to do this or I can't wait to create money. Whatever that I can't wait is, then I'm suggesting that you put, say the thing that you want and then reverse engineer it. What do I have to do to get it? How much money would I have to save? Where would I go? How long would I take? Right. That that's visualizing success. And what does it look like when when I'm stepping on that plane? Right. Right. I know during COVID, I was asked to to film something in Egypt, and I literally thought, "This is great." Yes, I'm. I'm yeah, this sounds like a good idea in my head. <laughs> and then I had to actually visualize myself getting on a plane with a mask, with the gloves, with the and the anxiety Shield. I had just thinking about it, I said, there's no way I could do this. Right. There's no way. So that was a, that's a negative situation. But imagine all the positive things we have ahead of us if we do it the same way. That's true. Okay, now I have a silly thing. <laughs> okay, good. I have a silly question to ask to, that we can talk about for a minute. In this reentry anxiety, right? We've mm-hmm. done, the, the combating the imposter syndrome is amazing for professional and creative outlets. But I think we need to acknowledge the fact that a lot of us, and I'm talking to myself right now, (laughs) have lost some social skills in the past year. And just hanging out with people is gonna be perhaps a little challenging. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Especially someone like me who has a very small circle and enjoys being in public in a small circle, not interacting with a larger circle. Yes. No, no, And I think it's going to be overwhelming for those of us that are extroverted introverts. Yes. I agree with you on that because we are very comfortable being alone, right? (laughs) And so that practice of needing to engage with people is gone. You know, uh, even my boyfriend said the other day, like, oh, I, I had a little trouble talking with that person. Like, I'm not used to engaging with them. I was like, yeah, right. that's skill, that skill we've been ha- taken away. I mean, right. could you imagine having a dinner party right now? No. <laughs> not, 
Like, what would you say? What are we going to talk about? Can we do it? Now, listen, it's probably like riding a bike. We're going to be fine. Sure, sure. But these are the things that I think sane people are thinking about. Now, there are probably a bunch of people that are like just running out there thinking like, I'll be fine. Here we go. Jumping right back on the horse. But I And think, I envy those people. <laughs> me too. But I think there's going to be a majority of people that really are like, what in the hell happened to me? I've I'm gone. Right. And I think you need to be gentle with yourself. I was just going to say that. I think we need to give it. ourselves grace. Yes. And laugh about it. Like <laughs> literally about laugh it. about it. I think, I think the first time we start being social with each other, I think you're going to need to have a truly like, maybe we go back to some old fashioned rules. Like we're having a dinner party. It starts at seven and it's over at nine. Thank you. Yeah, because nobody can it. handle, nobody can handle right. beyond like, you can't stay till 1am because Oh. my mind will implode. Like I have <laughs> Don't to... be fashionably late. Dinner is served no. at. <laughs> yeah, because we, we're not used to it. So you're going to have to get to it. No, we're going to have to, we're going to have to feel our way back in. And I don't think people are thinking about that. And I, I think, don't think about it with dread, but think of it with curiosity. Right. Right. Being humble and curious is the only way that we're all going to get through this. Right. And remembering that even the strangers around us have also gone through a situation unlike any other. So if we all are kind, if we all lead with kindness, and I don't mean like running no. around hugging everybody that you're you've not never met nice. before. You're not saying be nice to people. You're saying not be nice, kind but to I, people. like if Different. you lead with a spirit of kindness, we could actually change the vibration of humanity. I know that yeah. sounds crazy, but like you know, it's we have a restart good. opportunity here. We don't have to go back to our old ways of interacting with people. And I think we have an opportunity also, and I mean, we could probably do a whole nother show on this about it's a new chance for us to learn to be honest with, with each other. Mm. Yes, I want to be, yes, I want to be in your company. Yes, I want to have dinner with you, but I'm going to only be able to deal with you two or three hours. It's not you personally, it's me. I'm crawling out of my skin. I need to get back until, and I'm curious to see, is this something that we do for a couple of months and then we get right back up to top breakneck speeds or, or are we changed for the good forever? Hmm. Because I, I think mean, a lot of things have, I, I know I can deal with a lot of things in my life that I thought I could never live without. I certainly can. Yeah. Well, and that brings me to one more thing that I wanted to talk about, which is what did we find, you know, what little golden nuggets did we find during this past almost a year of quarantining and lockdowns that we actually want to take with us into the, the unknown new future? For me, the biggest one is my lack of irritation in minutia. And I'll explain what that means to me personally, because I don't know that it mean, would, would mean the same thing to everyone. Okay. But in my previous life, <laughs> before this, I would let all sorts of minutia cause me irritation or cause me, I would feel impeded by, you know, the driver that cut me off, the, oh, I didn't, I didn't get past that red light. Oh, I'm 10 minutes behind. Oh, I, you know, this constant, living in a constant grind mm, mm -hmm. what what this has taken away from what this has taken away is that well there isn't anywhere to go uh, 
there isn't anywhere a thing to be late for right, right. Mm -hmm. there will be but i would like to take my intention of how i'm not processing that back with me in because i'm not a i'm actually not a person that runs late i'm not a person that is a bad time manager i just put all that extra stress on myself as almost a habit that now i haven't done for a year so i'd like to keep that i'd like to actually take that with me into the next chapter because i realize how much more free thought i have when i'm not worried about those things yes i think well, I, I was going to say something very similar to that. And it was that the changing of my schedule, right? That I I was very slave to my schedule of how I was running my schedule and it, it felt pulled by it. And mm -hmm. now I don't feel pulled by it. And that included changing of the holidays. And even though we didn't have the holidays, it was this, this I'm in control. You know, we were eating dinner here at eight o'clock at night. You know, there's things there's things, I have an older household, you know, I have teenagers. I don't, I, I have things that I've, I've learned that I'm like, wow, I also am home where right. before the quarantine, I was running around all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm making dinner for my family and I'm doing things that I don't necessarily want to go away. I mean, maybe I don't need to do it seven days a week, but right. um, there's but a balance. That, we can find a balance. But that that anchor of I want to be really in charge of my schedule, meaning making commitments and doing things that I want to do that are bringing value to my life and making me feel good and creating the tomorrow I want, as opposed to being led into like, oh, I have to do this. And oh, I'm so exhausted. And OK, OK, one more thing and one more. And I it, it's like took the hustle and bustle out of me, so to speak. And I don't think I want to put yes. that back in. I want, no, I, I want my drive. drive. I want my drive. Great. No, no. Well, that's that false sense of, you know, I laugh about it with people that say, you know, which you can, you, you'll totally understand having lived there for a time, but like people that are constantly in defense of New York City with like, yeah. it's just the, it's the energy, the pace. I just, I just vibe off of it. I just live off. Like, okay, sure. The, the, sure. But okay. like, do you really need that? <laughs> I mean, do you really need to like mainline cocaine? Like that's what it right, feels like. Right, that's what it feels like. So yes, so like let's 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 reattach to our inner drive and get rid of the hustle and bustle. But my drive can be different than your drive. Our drives totally. don't have to look the same. And no. I think that's what the quarantine did is it leveled the playing field so we all can say, wait a minute, if I can get everything done in four hours, but it might take your day 10 hours, so what? We're just different. So what? Yeah. But I don't yeah. need to work an extra six hours to make myself feel that I did as much work as you did. More accomplished or less accomplished. Yeah. All of those, all of those, the way that we standardize our behaviors. And I think a lot yeah. of people are finding that from working at home, even people that are in corporate jobs and, you know, and the like that might feel less creative in their business or their place of employ are finding more creative ways to be productive because of this, that hopefully yes. they will be able to take into the post with them. Yeah. The other thing that has just been key for me, and it's been really a soul searching thing in this is valuing experiences over objects mm. when you suddenly realize what you don't need. Yes. You know, getting out in nature, which I've done more this past year than I have probably in the past 10. Well, me, I mean, I'm in nature. It's just shocking. <laughs> and you, neither one of us are quote unquote outdoorsy people. No um, one in a million finding, years would 
for that. But finding the beauty in those experiences, even like little day trips, I'm not talking about like, you know, long camping trips or anything. I, I just mean like literally going somewhere you've never gone before that you can drive to and finding a beautiful view or finding a beautiful hike or experiencing that and then just taking that experience and going, right, I didn't need to go to a crowded mall and buy a shirt that I didn't need. <laughs> you know, how many times would we have filled a day with like, oh, I'll run errands, I'll go shopping, I'll do this, I'll do that, but around, you know, never seeing any natural beauty in front of you. <laughs> I would like to take that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think experiencing, understanding, is much more important than instant gratification. And I think yes. that is what has changed. You know, I, I talk about this on other, on other shows about, you know, oh, I have to have happy hour with my girlfriends. My happy hours that I have with girlfriends is no longer a have to. I will absolutely have a newfound experience for that. And we're not going to find the cheapest place. Let's find the most beautiful place. Let's find the aesthetic place. Right. Like that's right. what's changed. That's yes. what's changed. Exactly yes. what you're talking about. Or, yeah, let's go out to dinner tonight, but let's drive where there's a beautiful view. Right. You know? Or let's not care how long it takes us to get there because the journey yeah. is part of the experience. Right. Appreciate you know, those it. kinds of things. Yes. And, and I, I think it goes back to that means because you're not running your schedule up 15 minutes before you're going to meet your friends for dinner or 15, yes. you know, that you're you're saying, like, I'm going it's. It's the proverbial stop to smell the roses, right? Slow down yes. enough. And we were literally halted. So now we get to increase the pace any way we want. And I really ask people to really think about that as they re-enter. Such good things. I like it. Such good nuggets. I like it a lot. Well, and of course, we will keep you posted on how well we're doing with all these good nuggets. Because, you know. I know, right? Because it's like, I, now we have to practice what we preach, which is easier said than done. It is easier said. <laughs> so you have to remember, be curious and humble and know that you can always stop and start again every single day, every single minute. Amen. <laughs> All right, it's time for our favorite new segment and yours, she gets it. She Blake, gets it. did you find, I think you found somebody really great this week to do She Gets It. This is my She Gets It of the mm -hmm. week. And it is because she was just nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And it is none other than Stacey Abrams. And now there's a lot, I mean, it's not, it's not news to anyone or shouldn't be news to anyone that she's getting a ton of positive and grateful press uh, right now for the work that she has done. But it is truly extraordinary when you talk about someone who is a career civil servant yes. who got so unfairly beat down in the governor race. Go yeah. I, I never want to say that because I always sound, I feel like it sounds so pretentious when I'm like gubernatorial or whatever, however, you know, because there's a B in there. <laughs> anyway, when she ran for governor <laughs> and the election was pr probably, yes, quite literally stolen from her. And the fact that she took that, turned it on its head and made her entire platform about overcoming voter oppression and it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's amazing. I, I think so many people that would be put in that kind of a beat-down position would probably think like, okay, well, I tried. Screw the rest of you. I tried to do the right thing and everything was stacked against me. And the fact that she just like switched gears and essentially, you know, many people have said 
like, thank you, Stacey Abrams, for saving democracy because, like, hello, we got our majority back in the Senate because of her. Well, that's what I was about to say is like her tenacity, <laughs> her, her, her clear vision of going for what she wants, backing what she wants, and her ability to move people, her ability yes. to, that's the only thing I like, can inspire, inspire and, and create a result. She's a generator. She yes. is a generator. And I, I, I agree. I, we're going to see some more amazing things from, and she's so understated by all of it. Like yes. she doesn't need a lot of fanfare. She doesn't need a lot of, she just, she just does what's right. And she does it to the fullest with the yes. most she's got impact like you said tenacity and then she's got mm -hmm. super high integrity so it's just it's very clear and we think she gets it because she does oh, she totally gets it all right it's time for some trivia all right. so here, here's what we're gonna do there and this is a surprise to allison because i didn't tell her in our prep meeting Ooh, oh, I love um surprise. okay there's a trend on there's a trend on twitter that i'm very much enjoying right now and it is called my high school starter pack. And it is people are sharing four images of various objects. And that is their high school starter pack. So if you are one of our lovely patrons and join us over on Patreon, today you will find out what four things are in our high school starter pack. Oh my God. So, so join us. Um, for those of you uh, who are not yet over there for all of our extra content, please join us. It is patreon.com slash the con artist podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the con artist pod. And I think that's it. I think this was great. I hope people got as much out of it as you and I did because uh, woof, we got some truly. work to do. We got some work Amen. to do. Amen. Well, all right, well, we hope you all have a wonderful week and we will see you next time on The Con Artist. Bye, gang.